You're listening to Not the Sermon with Eric and Jamie. What's going on, guys? We are just recovering uh, from some humor that you'll never hear. Never. Um, what's going on, Jamie? We're back. Another episode. Feeling yeah, fresh. Feeling fresh. Feeling, feeling excited. Feeling a little Funky froggy. Fresh. What does it mean to feel froggy? I have no idea. Because that's how I feel right now. I've had a frog in my throat. Oh, how'd that happen? Well, I was eating frog legs. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I actually have had those before. Bought them from a Piggly Wiggly. A little overrated, I think. Yeah. It not, tastes like I was eating swamp. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that good. I have caught and cooked my own frogs, and they are delicious. That's Tastes like chicken. Good to know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they taste like chicken, man. Yep. Um, anyways, we're really excited this morning because uh, we got our first batch of listener mail. Woo-hoo! Yes, and we had someone actually follow follow some. We love all of our listener mail, by the way. So send whatever you have. But a couple of weeks ago, we asked for uh, listener criticisms. Yeah, uh, specifically in the form of a poem. Mm. And so we had one of our listeners, Mara from Georgia. Yep, sent us a nice criticism poem. And uh, I feel like it would only be befitting if I put a little classical music on Mm. and read it with a British accent to give some proper emphases. How befitting. How befitting. Um, So listeners, uh, and first off, thank you, Mara from Georgia, for sending this. Let me get uh, the music going. It's a little uh, Mozart's A Little Night Music. Hmm. Ah, what a proper mood we have set this morning, Jamie. Oh, very good. Very proper. Indeed. (laughs) It's proper, isn't it? Ha <laughs> ha! Doesn't that sound like a like a nice uh, British? Lad? I just changed like regions of England right then. <laughs> All right, hold on, I'm gonna get proper, proper. There we go. We are proper now. All right. So, wig. Mora from Georgia says this: Your podcast is funny. Couldn't get much better. I do have some feedback. That's not great. However, the topics are fine. I stay pretty amused. But it would be so much greater with two hosts that aren't you. Oh. I feel it. I feel it. That's a little bit depressing, Mara. Mm. I'm totally kidding. Wait, she's kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> the podcast is fantastic. You guys crack me up because you're so enthusiastic. Mm. Keep up the great work. Can't wait till the next one. I'm running out of rhymes. So this poem is done. Nice. That was good. <laughs> that was so good. Love it. Love that was it. Awesome. Thank you, Mara. Love it. So again, uh, if you uh, have some listener feedback, or you just want to write us a poem that we can read on air, so roast us. Roast us, please. We have. We'll give you plenty of uh, plenty, plenty of uh, uh, fodder for that. Roast fodder. Roast us like roast Phoenix fodder. roast frog. Roast legs. frog legs. Amen. Um, and send it to us at uh, notthesermon at gmail it's not .net. It's not .net. It's not .org. No. It's not .co. No. It's not .info. No. What is it? It's dot. You made me forget. Dot oh. .com. <laughs> Gmail.com. Did you hear about? We've looked at this. The uh, the HTML or the address that's dot sucks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted so bad, guys, to have our uh, website to be not the sermon dot sucks. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you want it to be that, uh, petition <laughs> Jamie because you wouldn't let me do it. No, nope. because he's worried about his image. <laughs> I have no image to protect. Um, anyways, Dude, let's okay. let's shoot some scuba on. You shoot ready? Some scuba on, man. Shooting the scuba on. Hope it don't go too long. My dignity is gone. From shooting the scuba on. That was nice. 
I didn't know the lyrics. I was about a half. I step didn't behind either. You. <laughs> I think you changed them actually. I, I was just off the dome, um, dude. So we are doing another uh, special episode dedicated to a specific topic. Uh, we get a lot of questions uh, from our listeners, and being a part of a, a non-denominational community, yeah. Um, we have a very eclectic church, meaning mm-hmm. they come from different church backgrounds, and so we're going to talk about denominations. 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 Um, and no, we're not talking about money. Mm. Um, we're talking about uh, people that disagree on one thing and decide to start a whole other church about it. Um, just kidding. We love. I actually, I like denominations. I think everyone brings something to the body of Christ, and I think the problem is, is that people look at either look at their church as the only true church, right, or they don't. They're so tribal about it, they don't understand that all of these different groups are allowed to disagree, right? But together they complete the body of Christ. Well, it, I think it's based on a misunderstanding of unity, right? Unity is not uniformity. Uniformity is where everyone's the same. Whoa. And unity is where we're not the same, but we rally around certain things we all agree on. Sure. And so I, I'm with you, dude. I've heard a lot of people be like, denominations are of the devil. I don't. I don't necessarily think so. Like, I, I I think it's okay for someone to believe a non-essential doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do we need to splinter off into all these little subgroups? I mean, no, that's a little much. And I know a lot of it's done out of, of pride or done out of offense. But yeah. but I, I'm okay. I love the fact that there can be different denominations and we're not blowing each other up. Dude, it's great. I I'm, I feel the same way. You know, I have, um, I'm a bit of a theological mutt myself. Yeah. Um, I'm heavily influenced by different denominations, Baptists, Methodists. So, um, so that's what I wanted to know. So what, what church, so you've said before, that you kind of grew up in the Church of God. Mm-hmm. What other churches have, have you been a part of, or have you been to, or? Well, you can take the man out of the Church of God, <laughs> but you can't take the Church of God out of the man. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! hallelujah. Oh, friend! Hallelujah! Um, so yeah, I am originally uh, from the Church of God. That's where I was saved at. My wife, my wife is a third generation Church of God. Well, her well. mother, her mother's mother, her mother's mother's father's mm-hmm. dog was saved in the Church of God back in the 1920s. Oh, man. Um, you need to you need to pull out your handkerchief. Oh man, patting my I'm blot, patting the sweat off my head. I'm sweat. I'm blotting the forehead. Won't um, he do it, boy? Um. Anyways, uh. So yeah. So originally from the Church of God, but really early on in my faith, I got saved when I was 17. So I was really only in the Church of God for about five years before I kind of branched out. But during that time, um, I was very experimental with my faith in in a good way. Um. You know, started. You went reading, to Heaven's Gate for a little bit. Went to Heaven's Gate. Went to a couple <laughs> cults, which we'll talk about later in the episode. <laughs> Um, but no, you know, some, I actually went, I studied some fringe denominations just to see what they were about. I was never afraid of that. Um, that denomination, however, was a little bit afraid of anybody branching out, which is why I didn't fit in well there. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so heavily influenced by John Wesley. Um, so you could say Methodism is a big part. Um, not this, not new Methodism, old Methodism. Right. Um, at least, you know, John Wesley Methodism. Wesleyism. Wesleyan. Yeah. Wesley. I would consider myself Wesleyan and a lot of my theology, um, uh, Anglican. I, I've, I've been to a Methodist church, been to, I preached at a Methodist church, have a, a really close friend of mine that's a pastor at one. So he's invited me a couple times, really enjoyed it. But um, I've been to an Anglican church where you uh, sit, steal, not steal, <laughs> <laughs> sit and kneel. Although there's some stealing Did going you on. combine still and kneel? Is that what happened? Yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know what happened. A Freudian slip. <laughs> um, but, anyways, yeah, you sit, stand, and kneel. So okay, it was standing gotcha. and kneel that I mixed. Um, and then you put your little finger in the water. Basically, you just do whatever the person in front of you is doing if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, but that was a fun, cool And experience. hope it sends you to heaven. <laughs> hope it sends you to heaven. They have a really uh, cool, cool doctrine, really uh, sort of. Uh, basic 
Christian doctrine. I mm-hmm. think Ang- a lot of people would agree that Anglicanism and their theology is pretty standard. Yeah. Part of the course, their yeah. their practice is different. Um, and of course, Baptist churches. Um, never been to a Catholic church. Um, you know, been to a Presbyterian service as mm-hmm. well, which is sort of like an amalgamation of like high church and low church. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and then of course, you know, non denominational. Hey, real quick, will you explain high church and low church? Yes. What's that? Because it's not like high being good or better. Yeah, or better. So high church and low church, um, it it really doesn't have a lot to do with doctrine as much as it does authority structures. Um, So high church, uh, high churches, and this is a very basic explanation. I know some theologians out there like, there's more. I know there is, but uh, (laughs) really basic. Um, High churches are places, are churches like uh, Catholic churches, um, Lutheran churches. uh, uh, Some people Anglican, consider Anglican, Anglican yeah. High Church. So they just Depends have a very. Uh, it's has to do with liturgy. So what they do, their practice, right? Yeah. That's sitting, standing, kneeling, all that kind of stuff, and how their church is organized. Right. So like with bishops and uh, popes, possibly right. and, and archbishops, archbishops. So, and then low church would be people that are a little bit more decentralized. Yeah. Um. You know the most. I think the lowest you can go uh, is like Anna, <laughs> the Anabaptist movement, yeah, which would be yeah. like Mennonites right. and, and stuff like that. Very decentralized structure. Um, and then, you know. So the lower you go, the more you put on your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and the more you bend your back, you know, like you're playing limbo. Um, <laughs> can you go down low? How low can, can you go? go? So, yeah, that's the difference. So that's my, what about you, Jamie? Yeah, so I grew up in a charismatic non-denominational church. I would say even maybe hyper-charismatic. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty good church. Like I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. Um, it was one of those though, if there wasn't a tongues and interpretation that Sunday, you didn't have church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then my parents, when I was in middle school, we went to a Methodist church. Uh, and this wasn't, this wasn't not like a high Methodist church. You know, this was like uh, Monday through Saturday, the preacher wore Wranglers and listened to Johnny Cash. Yeah. Like one of those, <laughs> like those old country Methodist churches. But I, I loved it. And that's where I, you know, learned a lot about music and stuff. And then, um, and then in college, I went to a Southern Baptist church, but they, they had been, they had, they were like a spirit filled Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. It was, they were actually a dedicated plant from a, a, a large Southern Baptist church in the area bunch of people had discovered the things of the spirit, spiritual gifts, things like that. And they said, look, we want to plant a church. And to this church's credit, mm-hmm. the, the 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 main, the parent church, they said, yeah, go for it. We want to support you. So they they planted a purposeful, spirit-filled version of themselves, mm-hmm. which was really cool. That's awesome. That's really, and, and that's that shows a lot uh, about their leadership too. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what, this isn't for me, but it... I'm not, gonna, but hey, let's let's yeah, help you guys let's, out. Let's do it. Yeah, and and of course, I've attended Catholic Mass. I've attended Presbyterian, Episcopalian churches. Um, I dude, I went to a funeral once uh, in a um, uh, gosh, what do they call it? Um, Primitive Baptist, mm-hmm. uh, Unga Primitive, oh, yeah. uh, but which they, actually doesn't mean that. I know. Actually, yeah. I know. That's just a joke. <laughs> uh, that was the comedy part yeah. of the comedy oh, theology. Yeah. yeah. Sorry I, for all of our Primitive Baptist listeners. I'm sorry. I'll. One of them, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, but it was it was that wasn't a good experience. I mean, it was just not yeah. my cup of tea. And the they're, guy, they're a it's a Calvinist like like super hyper Calvinist denomination. Hi, yeah. Like you like you don't know if you're saved. Yeah, you can't know because God God only elects and yeah. So, um, well, but that, yeah, that God seems like a blast at parties. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, but been to a lot of different denominations and look, I can find I can find uh, good stuff. In all of them, you know, sure. I, I just appreciate how the Lord moves among 
different people in different ways. I yeah. think that's cool. It's cool. Awesome. All right, guys, we are doing a uh, another segment here called How Great Is Our Pod? Sing with me how great I stopped singing, y'all kept going. Is our pod. <laughs> okay, we'll just stop there. We'll just... I wasn't going to sing the whole thing again. Well, we crushed it last time. Well, that was last time. <laughs> and it's this time. I get it. So, Jamie, why are you parsing your lips like that? I knew we were going to be talking about <laughs> denominations. Um, I'm doing duck lips for you, bro. Ooh. I knew we were um, going to be talking about denominations, and I was thinking about hymns. Now, I shared earlier that, like, I, you know, the the charismatic church I grew up in, we didn't do hymns, we did praise choruses. But then I went to, like, an old country Methodist church, mm-hmm. and that's where I learned a lot of my hymns. And yeah. I learned something, and maybe you guys, I don't know if y'all have ever discovered this or not, there are two types of hymns. Mm-hmm. All right, there's what I would like to call white-collar hymns. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the prim and proper Body. hymns. Yeah, these are like, be thou my vision, oh Lord, right? Yeah. But then then you've got these blue collar. That are all in 4-4. Four, four. These, these deep fried hymns, yeah. right? These, call, we call them red back these, hymnals. These, <laughs> these high humidity hymns. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> high humidity. These are like, I heard an old, old story, <laughs> right? Victory in Jesus. So that, it's just got a little stank on it. You a know little, what I mean? Stank, I got to put a little stank it's, it's, on it. It's got. It's like wearing a white undershirt with stains yeah, on it. Give me some of that stank. <laughs> like 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 the nice prim and proper hymns. Like they they're on city water. Yeah yeah. You know, we got but, that well water. We got well water. <laughs> smell like smell like egg. That's got right. Sulfur in it. That's right. So you got so, high church hymns and low church hymns. So yeah. I, I yeah. found that I like the high right. I like the the prim and proper stuff, but but I love the the other ones too. Like because like you need a hymn. Like, you need a hymn to sing when you're in a three-piece suit, right? For one of those, it's going to be like, A mighty fortress is our God. But then, like, if you're fixing Aunt Ethel's Buick that threw a rod, like, you need (laughs) a hymn that's more like, uh, I'll fly away, oh, glory, I'll fly away. Yeah. So so that's that's just like if you're working on a shrimp boat, you need a hymn, yeah. right? Like if your kid has repeated the third grade for the second time, <laughs> like you need if if you're, if you're on your third dog named Roscoe, yeah, uh, and he keeps dying because they keep sleeping behind the back tire of the truck. I mean, like you need in. a hymn. If your kid is walking around shirtless with a juice barrel in his hand, you need one of these. <laughs> no, like look, like if you were arrested for cheating on your taxes, like you need you need a white collar yeah. hymn. Okay, like you, you need it is well with my soul. Yeah. But but if you got arrested for drinking natty light too much and getting in a fight at the pool room, Woo! man, you need a do Lord, oh yeah. do Lord, oh do remember me. <laughs> and and it's funny. That's great. Even the same topics are yeah. different. Like uh like a white collar hymn uh is gonna be like uh Jesus paid it all. Oh, to him I owe. But you rub a little Vicks Vapo rub little, on there. A little stank. <laughs> you, you give it a little bit of NyQuil. <laughs> and then you got, uh, there's power, power, power wonder working work power in the blood, in the blood, in the blood <laughs> of the lamb. Of the lamb. <laughs> so that's the kind of hymn I wanted to write. Yeah, but with a little stanky hymn. A little, little bit of stank face on it. Yeah. And so uh, I've been thinking, now, now listener, 
maybe you hadn't seen these two divisions of hymns, and and so we're going for the blue collar here. Uh, we're going for that 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 crunchy hymn, a little crunchy on it, um, a little stale. And so uh, a couple of things as I was writing this song, and and I'm Eric and, and Phoenix. I'm gonna ask you guys to help me out with this. I've given them the the, the words. Um, I, I uh, a couple of things. First of all, you have to be like yearning for heaven. Yeah. Right. That's that's a major theme. That's true. You got to talk about Satan at some point. Yeah, he's you, under you my make the feet. song about Satan. <laughs> I went to the enemy's camp. Right. <laughs> so so you got to do that, and you just gotta. There's got to be this kind of overall like I've got a mansion over the hilltop mm-hmm. idea. Of, well, that's just good enough for me. Yeah. So I wrote this song, uh, and uh, it's called. My name is on a mailbox down the great dirt road of heaven. <laughs> it's got to be at least like oh, eight great. words long, the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's like you couldn't get gold brick. God had to give you gold dust. Right, right. So we're, uh, <laughs> we're going to try this out here. Okay, here we go. Now you got to have that kind of chugga-chugga. Oh, you want to crack a beer real quick? No, I think I'm good. Thanks, so. Out yonder in glory, past the crystal sea, there is a triple wide Jesus built for me. <laughs> the devil tried to steal it, the demons tried it too, but Jesus smacked them all and said, that don't belong to you. My name is on a mailbox, down the greater road of heaven. Paul sends me his letters. John mails me his visions. It ain't that much to brag on, but it's what I've been given. My name is on a mailbox down the greater road of heaven. Hell yeah! may think that heaven only has those streets of gold but country folk are here as well despite what you've been told heaven's got its cities but i'm out in the boondocks i even got my chariot up on cinder blocks (laughs) my name is on a mailbox down the great dirt road of heaven it ain't by the throne room but it's real good country living the angels come and visit for some down home country cooking my name is on a mailbox down the greater road of heaven and my name is on the mailbox down the great dirt road. Might be getting the gun. <laughs> that was great, dude. That was solid. That is solid. That's gonna be in a hymn book. That's gonna be the official hymn of the Church of God. <laughs>
Hey, Sermonauts, this is Jamie. Hey, would you take a moment and subscribe to the podcast? When you subscribe to us, it lets your platform know that we're gaining in popularity, and it will suggest our podcast to other listeners. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, we are going to continue here. We're going to do a segment we like to call Eric's Edumacation. Woo! Eric is in school, and um, he's paying a lot of money uh, to learn stuff that you can just look up on YouTube. So um, (laughs) That's that's the truth. (laughs) And and it's stuff you wouldn't look up on YouTube because you just, it's not important. Because no one wants to know anyway. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that that Bible college uh, teaches you how to answer questions no one's asking. Yeah. I would say that that's my experience. There have been a few classes that have been important. Um, but however, listeners, education is important, and we are dealing with a huge issue in the church, uh, yeah, biblical illiteracy. People, totally. don't, people don't know the Bible anymore, um, and, and I'm glad that I get to you know learn learn about the Bible and yeah. learn stuff I didn't know. So. Well, we're glad you are, too, because you get to share that with us here in the podcast. So yeah. I have a question for you. Ask away. I believe you've studied this um, recently about mm-hmm. cults. We're yeah. talking about denominations in this whole episode, but... Yeah. But like, what are what's the difference? But how do you know when a denomination ceases to be Christian? Because because like that's a it's a common accusation. Though they're yeah. a cult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for but sure. but and they're not right. Mm-hmm. They they believe the essentials. They just don't do it like you. So how do how does a listener? Oh, educated Eric, educated yeah. Eric. How do we again. know if something is? <laughs> how do we know if something is a cult or not? What is okay. a cult? Well, what I'm gonna have to do before I say anything, I'm gonna charge you two hundred fifty dollars per credit minute. <laughs> credit uh, so minute, can, yeah, credit minute, so I can get a little reimbursement <laughs> for this. Um, no, yeah. So I, I like how you started that. So ninety nine percent of people, maybe that's a high number, but a majority of people that turn around and accuse a church of being a cult. They're probably wrong. Yeah. Like it's probably just a very unhealthy church, yeah. right? And so I think you need to be careful with that term. Um, what I found is a lot of people just do what they know. Yeah, you know, and and a lot of times they know wrong. And so, but I'm very sorry if you were in an unhealthy church that hurt you. Um, you know, there's there's healing for you. Um, and, and if you're one in one now, you're yeah. listening, and you know leadership is not healthy. Yeah, get out. Yeah, get out of there now. Like don't, you can't you, don't, you can't fix them. Yeah, you don't owe anything to them. It's it's like an abusive relationship. You yeah. can't love them into doing the right thing. That's exactly you right. You got to leave. Yeah. So just want to start off with that. If you're in a toxic church situation, just get out. You don't owe anything to them. Um, but secondly, yeah, guys there there are such things as in Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix says he's out. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess when I made him brush my teeth for me this morning, it was a little too much. <laughs> um, but the I, visual on that, I, oh man, he's really great. He has a water pick that he brings, <laughs> oh, and that's why he gets pick. to sit in a chair on stage next to me while I preach. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, let's talk about cults. Um, yeah, so there, but there are cults. There's a lot of famous ones. Um, you know, you've probably heard of them. There's uh, you know, Jim Jones and the People's Temple. Um, there's Scientology. Charles Manson had a cult. There's the Children of God cult. So these are all, and there's the Branch Davidians. Um, these are all major cults, but you know there are a lot more just everyday church cults than there are major cults. Right, so, right, right. Just because they're not, it's not the the like you don't see them all the time doesn't mean they're not there. And more than likely, it's a smaller. I actually, have heard stories of people that have smaller had had smaller church experiences where you would consider that to be a cult. Right. Um, but a couple quick things that um, sort of uh, separate cults out from the rest of the world. Um, the first thing is. 
every single cult have not found one yet has a misplaced focus on leaders, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, all, like an overly revering, overly revering. It's the man or woman of God. You like women ha- have by and large. There have been a lot of female cult leaders. There's a documentary. Yeah, right the now mother on, god. Yeah, the mother yeah. god cult. It was um, crazy. She was wild. They were. Uh, were they taking the silver? Colloidal silver. Colloidal silver. They're all turning blue. Yeah, like it was nuts. insane. Gosh. And they were live streaming all of it. That's nuts, dude. Um, but yeah, they uh, most cults have a very misplaced focus on leaders. They're the man of God. They have the special truth. The only way that you get to heaven is by listening and following this leader. Right. Um, and they're not graceful about it either. They're not like, you know, I'm just a humble. They're never humble. No. They're they're always demanding. They're always controlling. They're, they're God incarnate. They're another Jesus. Yeah, they're, they're another yeah. Je- The Branch Davidians. Um, oh, man. David Koresh. Yeah, David Koresh. He was a, an, another iteration of Christ right. or a major a prophet, you know. Um, so definitely misplaced focus on leaders. Um, they teach weird beliefs, man. Um, a lot of times they'll have some sort of special truth yeah. that no other church has. Yeah. Um, and and it, the, doesn't it usually have to do with like the end times? It's and, always and there's and that's another indicator. A lot of cults are end times focused. Okay. Um, you know, and and on that, the Bible definitely tells us to be prepared, but it tells us to be prepared by living in the moment we're in and following Jesus. That's it doesn't right. tell us to prepare by stockpiling weapons and food and moving to a foreign country. Right. Dang it. Um, so yeah, yeah, Phoenix, <laughs> you're gonna have to kill those plants. I told you not to tell anyone about Man. that. Oh God, at least did you get the AK? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Didn't um, even have to use my AK. Got frogs in the freezer. Gotta say, it was, it a, was good a good day. day. Yeah, we got, we're going to be eating frogs in our version of the end times. So yeah, a huge emphasis on end times and special truth. Control. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of the main indicator, the the leader or the the church board or whoever's so in leadership. Is has that a lot financial of manipulation oh, as well? Financial, as, it's sexual. Yeah. Um, it's you know, relational. Yeah. Like um like you can't date this person you, without our elders or you, yeah, or, permission or, or you know, there's a lot of polygamy that goes mm. on within with the with the cult leader. Okay, so um, so polygamy makes me think of Mormons. Would you call Mormons a Latter-day Saints? Would you call them a cult, a near Christian cult, or because they they're kind of so, positioning themselves as a denomination of Christianity. Yeah, so there's a a term that I think me and you sort of pioneered uh, for a class that we taught here recently on yeah. cults. And it's a near Christian cult, yeah. right? There's probably already out there, but I would describe Mormonism as a near Christian cult. I you know they check a lot of really good boxes yeah. um with their with what we would we would consider orthodox beliefs. Right. Um, but they have a lot of extra biblical. Yeah, they add a bunch of weird they stuff. They add a lot of weird stuff, and there were most definitely more times than not than not in Mormon history where they would have been considered a cult by these definitions. Yeah, especially during the time of Brigham Young, yeah. Joseph Smith, they were controlling, they were manipulative, they were abusive sexually, financially, and all those different things. I don't care. Come at me. Right. Like, come at me. It's true. Like, don't act like that's not true. Right. Uh, the the fact that, and I love Mormons, and I've met a lot of Mormons who I, you know. Maybe weird. I, I believe they're going to be in heaven with me, right? You know, right? Um, I believe they're going because they love the Lord. Oh, well, I think it's important to to draw a distinction between Mormonism and Mormons. Yeah, because a lot of Mormons don't even know what the church fully teaches. True, and they're just trying to serve Jesus. Uh, and so, a lot of those Mormons, I agree, are saved. They have yeah. saving faith. But but Mormonism is yeah, it's, not, it's not a, an, a branch a, of Christianity. It is not. And and the fact that they're trying to you gotta look at Mormon history, and this isn't a podcast about Mormonism, so I gotta hurry up. But you look at Mormon <laughs> history, they have every since the beginning of their existence, after they were shut down by the federal government, after they were doing all that junk in Missouri in the early days, and they had to send the army out there to get them mm-hmm. out. 
Um, after that moment, they said they basically figured out if we need to survive, we need to adapt. Yeah, they have changed their beliefs, so their practices yeah. about every twenty to thirty years. Yeah, and um, polygamy is a great example of poly- that. that. Yeah, oh, polygamy was great when it when in the early oh, it days was for you. you polygamy yeah. was great. Phoenix, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Um, no, it, it, no, it was great for the Mormons because it worked out then, and then that was one of the main reasons that the federal government had an issue with them because um, it created issues not only morally but ethically with different right. laws. Um, and so they change it, yeah. you know, and now there's, you know, they were against uh, homosexuality and all this kind of stuff, but now they're starting to come around to it because it's benefiting their church. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sorry if, if, I don't think there's any Mormon listeners, but if you're listening, we love you guys. I'm not questioning your salvation, but I'm, I question Mormonism yeah. at every turn. hundred percent. So, um, but anyways, yeah. And then the final thing, uh, cults uh, have a lot of uh, really damaging practices that are fairly common amongst them. One of them being shunning. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So if you do something wrong, you disrespect the leader, you go against the church, you get shunned, mm-hmm. which is the practice of basically ignoring someone as a punishment. Um, yeah, you, Scientology is known for oh, yeah. that big time. The shunning and stalking at the same time. Yeah. Like if you <laughs> if you disrespect the Scientologist, you get shunned, but you also get stalked by they'll, a private investigator. They'll just come right up to you and stare you in the face, but they won't talk to you. Yeah. Like <laughs> you said, it's a joke. You you. Have you watched some of those documentaries? That's exactly I saw one what or they two. Do. Yeah. They it's harass awful. you. So yeah, there's harassment, there's manipulation as punishment, you know. Um it's all kind of stuff. So cults exist, but they, they uh, those are some things that you can look for. Uh, uh, overemphasis on leaders, overemphasis yeah. on end times, um, damaging church practices, unhealthy habits, um, isolation, shunning, and and really just like that's why it's important for Christians to know the Word of God. Yes, you have to know. You don't have to be a theologian, guys. If you if you all you had were the four Gospels, mm-hmm. like you would know enough to know whether or not someone is is walking in truth. And also, what did how did Jesus uh, tell us to look out for false teachers? Look at their fruit. Yeah, because a lot of times, and, and again, uh, another John Mark Comer reference, but I want to give him credit where it's due. He said it's a lot of times it's very hard for us to determine who's a false teacher and who's not, Yeah, right? Yeah, Because they disguise themselves. And Jesus says the only clear way to do so is not to look at how they dress, how mm-hmm. they do this, how they do that, how they do ministry. Look at their fruits. Right. What fruits are their ministry producing? That's so good. That's, that's cool. really good. That's really good. Wow, I feel so educated right now. I, I hope know, you guys that do great? too. And that yeah. only cost uh, you uh, $2,500. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, Phoenix <laughs> will write you a check. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, we're going to move into one of our uh, much-revered segments that you guys are, are really liking. It's called uh, Shady Theology. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's just do it raw. Okay. Shady Theology. Not, not bad. bad. Uh, it was a little flat, jinx. but it was yeah, all good. Not bad for we didn't, we did not even give no me the practice. note. practice. Um, so yeah, Shady the- Theology uh, for new listeners is a segment where we talk about things, thoughts, behaviors that have sort of uh, become popular in the church or are becoming popular, yeah. but are just a little bit shady. Yeah. Like you just got to be careful. And yeah. so, uh, Jamie, you have a really good topic since we're talking about denominations. What's your shady theology? Okay. So my shady theology today is the fact that there is this trend, and it's especially on uh, the interwebs, mm-hmm. Uh, of what like, has specifically dot sucks. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> of 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 what has been called heresy hunters. 
Get your guns, boys. We're going I to find us on, a charismatic. Saw that on TLC last week. Oh, really? Heresy yeah. Hunters? Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's, I would watch that for what, sure. What is a heresy hunter? All right. A, a heresy hunter, I would say, is a minister, in quotes. Quotations. Whose ministry consists of publicly tearing down other well-known pastors and speakers. That's what they do. And, in, and in quote. In, right. So, so these, quote, ministers, their whole, quote, ministry— yeah is built on the backs of people who are actually doing ministry. Exactly. And their ministry is going on YouTube or Facebook or wherever and just talking about how they're X, Y, and Z, and they're just yeah. this fake pastor, and they're, they're false teachers. It's, it's funny that they are known for only tearing down other ministries. That's all like, they do. That's their contribution. They're that's not known all they for do. their ministry. And so they'll use verses, and there are verses that say, call out bad doctrine, especially mm-hmm. Paul speaking to Timothy, a young pastor, yeah. saying, hey, like, you've got to expose you know, the, the, the unfruitful works of darkness. Yeah. So, so that is scripture, but I, I, I fear that this heresy hunting, and I'll, I'll be honest, it, it takes place among all denominations, but the group that I see the most- Say names. Say names. No, are these fundamentalists, like far more conservative, tending to be cessationist, and they are going after uh, progressive-leaning pastors or um, spirit-filled yeah, spirit charismatic. Filled. Yeah, Those and the they are, too. and they're seeing things like that. These that these pastors that are in spirit-filled charismatic circles aren't even saved. Mm-hmm. Like they're heretics. Yeah, that's, they're that's false. Nuts. It's crazy. What was the name of the YouTube channel? I don't want to give them any credence, but it, was it called Weird? Or it was the guy that it oh, looked like a uh, top wretched, show. wretched. Yeah, that yeah, got yeah. Todd Friel. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's one of the worst. Yeah, he's Todd awful. Friel is one of the worst. He's of so condescending too. There's it's, no grace. It's at all. one of the most loveless things I've ever seen. Yeah, with the name of Christ attached, and it looks like an attached. MTV show too. It's like all like bam, wham. <laughs> it looks like a '90s MTV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so these guys, these heresy hunters, they are Christian paparazzi. Mm-hmm. And they're going around, and they're they're finding your Bill Johnsons, and your Stephen Furtick's, and your Andy Stanley's, your Jamie Nunleys, your Jamie Nunleys, <laughs> yeah. um, and they are they're making a name for themselves. Uh, and look, Jesus didn't do this. Yeah, he didn't do this. Mm-mm. And 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 one of the things that that we like to say around here is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Right, wow. John fourteen six. But Jesus is the truth, but he's also the way. Yeah. And if you're not doing Jesus things Jesus's way, yeah. you're not representing Christ well. Um and so I, the wild wild west of heresy hunting, it's just it's gross. Yeah, and they it's never, beneath the stature of a Christian. And they never have good websites. They're always like <laughs> 1990s like blogspot websites with like high like everything is hyperlinked. Like if you want to get to a new play, page, you have to hit the blue hyperlink and it's yes. like whole, it's yeah, they're awful. <laughs> Eric only cares about the aesthetics. I do. If you're going to heresy hunt, at least look good doing it. They have like Mindspring websites and they're like yeah. they're old. <laughs> they're like, they look like the ones that you created in like high school yeah, to yeah. test build a website you yeah. know, in class. Page. Yeah, yeah. It's probably where that started. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I just, I just want to, you know, when it comes to heresy hunting, guys, this is bad theology that you are, that our job as Christians is to go on the offensive and constantly be tearing down other ministers and ministries that we don't agree with. Jesus said that they will know we are Christians by our love for one another. Yeah. Now, a heresy hunter is going to say, well, they're not Christians. But but what what they're doing is they are making the essentials. They're saying, like, like how 
um, how you relate to God, how, what you believe about uh, the Trinity, all this kind of stuff. They are they are making essentials so narrow yeah. that that they're saying, well, they're not Christians. They preach another gospel. I was literally the other day uh, on the internet. This was a music group I was in. This dude was trashing Stephen Furtick, and I was like, like you're a Christian, he's a Christian. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Stephen Furtick. Say it to his face. Like I'm not against him. Say it to his face, Jamie. <laughs> I'm not against him, but I'm not like a, a verdict defender. Say it to his beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> but his well-manicured hair and his cool clothes. Say it to his six foot three, two ten, chiseled. Bro, I would face. love to church. I would love to preach at elevation just because yeah. it doesn't matter what you say, everyone's gonna stand up and go, That's right. Amen. I mean, yeah. they like it doesn't matter what he like, says. Preface this with I have n- never listened to a full Stephen Furtick sermon. I don't know him personally. I see his ministry from afar. He seems like a pretty cool dude, though. Look, he's a good guy. Like, like how many worship writing creds does he have? Oh, yeah. He writes on all their songs. Like, he writes on all their songs. Now, does he lean towards, like, prosperity stuff? For yes. sure. Yeah. Does he lean towards... Um, motivational, motivational speaking. Yeah. Yes, yes. Does he do take Old Testament stories and and make them metaphorical for today? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Like like this is a Joshua generation. Which walls are you walking around before yeah. they crumble? Like I, you know, okay, that's not my well, teaching style. Pumped up when you just said that. But to say the guy, <laughs> say the guy's not a Christian. Yeah. Or call him a heretic. Mm-hmm. And and so this guy I was talking to on, online about him, I was like, look, he's a believer. And the guy's like, no, he's not. He believes in modalism. What? I'm like, no, he doesn't. So I copied and pasted Elevation's <laughs> statement of beliefs and said, look, here, here is what they believe. Yeah. I'm going to listen to them about what they believe, not you. Yeah. about what they and believe. You're Amen. not saved by what you believe about the Trinity. Right. You're saved by faith in, in Christ. In Christ. Yeah. Like, that's so weird. It's like people have elevated, and I know I have to be careful in this, but just take the Trinity, for example, a very complicated, complex doctrine, in which I, I take an orthodox stance on, but there's nowhere in Scripture that says I have to believe perfectly about the Trinity in order to get to be saved. No one understands the Trinity. No one does. I, I question people that say they do. <laughs> the people that say like, well, it's it's modalism. Modalism. Um, you know, they. What do you believe? Because I bet I could find some obscure heresy from the from the 1400s that I could call yours. Right. It's all fear based. It's all fear. And it's all fear based. The, they have confused righteousness. With being right, yeah, they think mm. that that what makes you holy, what makes you a Christian, is to be right about doctrine. But what makes mm. you a Christian is knowing Christ, knowing Christ, and Amen. living His way. And 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 we work our way through. There is a, a thousands of years of history in in the Jewish faith um, and in the Christian faith of of rabbis, teachers, preachers, pastors, and priests working out our doctrine. And our theology, um, and so to, to then chunk that and say, "Oh yeah, well he's a heretic because he doesn't believe this." It's like it's so arrogant, and it's like, look, you and your mom's basement is not going to figure out Christian Dude, doctrine. I was just going to say that, like, and, and I'm not trying to make this about Calvinists, but but they're generally Calvinists. There are like non-Calvinists. That oh, do this go as well. there, go there, go there. So what? Okay, are what you're telling me is no one was saved before Augustine? Then, right, like right. nobody was saved until Augustine started writing, you know, the City of God and 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 his, you know, his his writings and on dogma and church doctrine, like because that's what they're saying. If you don't perfectly believe Calvinist, deterministic, 
tulip theology, you are a heretic. Right, right. There, I have not seen any fruit from those guys. Right. So I don't want to never, I will never be corrected by someone who does not have fruit. Right, right. Like, and, that's it's, and that's not me saying, oh, look at my fruit, my fruit's better than yours. It's like, you can't, like, don't and, bring correction to me if you don't bring anything and to And fruit table. is not the size of your congregation. No. Fruit is the fruits of the Spirit, it's love, the joy, love that peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control, right? It, it's the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And that's why I'm never, and we talk about this sometimes because there's always scandals, and guys, scandals happen, um, you know, with pastors. It's it's an unhealthy culture, yeah. like, once you start getting to that, you know, mega church phase. But um, I never... I'm, oh, I said never. I'm very hesitant to criticize other ministers. Yeah, me too. Even if I do see issues. For, I mean, now if I knew them, obviously, hey, dude, check yourself. Right. But I don't know them. But like for every person that I'm criticizing, there's someone that could find something in my life to criticize. Right. The only difference is people aren't going to care if they read a blog about Eric Robertson. They're going to care would, if Eric. it's, you know, whatever. I mean, I would share it. Hey, on, remember on my Facebook. name, y'all. Remember my name. <laughs> well, let me let me just Google let me, me, Jamie. Google me. Let me let me end it with this. I just want to share two passages of scripture. One's from Jesus. One's from Paul. And and all the heresy hunters, they always like, you know, study to show thyself approved. That's a bad translation. Read it in another version, and yeah. and it, it doesn't mean what they sh- they think it means. <laughs> Tell them to wear shirts that fit first. <laughs> <laughs> but but let me so this is Jesus. So Jesus' disciples say this. This is Mark 9. They say, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. We tried to stop them because he wasn't following us. And Jesus said, Do not stop him, for the one who does a mighty work in my name will be will be able to soon afterward uh, will not be able to soon afterward speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. Mm, what do you do with that? So that's Jesus was teaching his um he was teaching his disciples, look, it's not about our merry band alone, right? If they are in favor of Christ as Lord, Christ the Messiah, they may not travel with you. They may not do it the right way, the same way, but they're a part of you, yeah. right? And we're not going to call down fire on them, right? And then Paul says this, this is Philippians 1. He says, others don't have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful, but that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way, and so I rejoice. Yeah, that's great. He's like, look, are there people out there who are doing it wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know what? At least Christ is being preached. And you know why Paul could say that? Because he trusted Jesus to build his church. That's exactly right. He didn't think he was the heresy hunter. He wasn't the doctrine police. Yeah. And so, look, I'm not saying that doctrine's not important. I mean, I think you guys know that. But church, I am begging of you, please don't get caught up in this nonsense. Yeah. It's of the flesh. It's not of the spirit. It misrepresents Jesus to the world. And we're inviting the world to come be a part of the family of Christ. Why would they want to be a part of a family that's always fighting each other? Yeah, that's exactly that's right. Good. And there's no style to it either. Let me real quick give you a picture of what the average heresy hunter looks like, okay? Um, <laughs> come the aesthetic. So there, he's got the uh, New Balance white tennis shoe sneakers that are look like he's mowed at least eight seasons of lawn in them. Um, they're uh, khaki like pants, but they a couple a couple shreds and tears and stains on them. They're old, but he wears them every day because they're the only ones that fit him well. They're his favorite. And do you remember Faded Glory, the old Walmart faded Glory? The old yes. Walmart. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he is wearing Faded Glory polos that he doesn't tuck in. He's got those square rim carpenter glasses, like the square rim glasses. Are you describing me? Yes. Um, and then he's got uh, almost a mullet, but not really, and a big bushy mustache. That is your average heresy hunter online. They don't look cool. 
right? And he started everything with, but actually. But actually, the Bible, I found the one verse in scripture that out of context combats everything you just said. <laughs> Dude, that may have been, I think, probably our best song to date, yeah. actually. That was incredible, dude. We're, it's really going to help us in the uh, the low country areas of the United States, get, get listeners in there. So, And we were talking about like getting invites to speak. They might invite us to a camp meeting now. Ooh, that'd be, camp meeting that'd or be a tent revival. Incredible. Oh, yeah, tent revival. I'm, oh, I'm already yeah. sweating. You said humidity. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, awesome, guys. Well, we want to thank you all so much uh, for listening uh, to the Not The Sermon podcast. We covered a lot of denominations yeah. and uh hey we'd be interested in hearing some of your experiences yeah. in other churches too what's your favorite denomination hey where are you from yeah. like what what are you where do you serve at what kind of church do you go to yeah send us an email comment on our social media we'd love to hear from our listeners absolutely and uh so yeah thank you guys so much for listening to not the sermon, sermon. thanks for listening This podcast is a production of Victory Fellowship Church in Thomasville, Georgia. Eric and Jamie can be reached at emailing notthesermon at gmail.com.